right, guys. Welcome to Friends and Enemas. I am your host, Lindsay. And who am I with? This is Jasmine. Oh, my God. Honestly, I've followed you for a while now. Like Really? I was, yeah. I was like, so honored when you did. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, like, you're... I could have used... If you guys don't know who Jasmine is, what's your Instagram handle? It is jpg.nursing. I could have used your nursing notes and your tiktok the way you make nursing notes should be like in a museum for nursing students they're so pretty like you know like doctors write chicken scratch yeah they do that's me when i wrote my notes then i would see like my friends that were like you like creative with their notes like able to make something look really pretty so my husband was also in nursing school with me but he was mm -hmm. a year ahead of me there was a girl in his class she made the most beautiful notes just like you do and handed them down to me and i was like oh, i really so want sweet. to tell people that i made these but i can't <laughs> it would be a lie <laughs> who would know who would know no one would freaking know <laughs> that's my thing who would freaking know um well guys jasmine just graduated nursing school she's nursing? still you know how we graduate nursing school if you guys um are not if you're not a uh, nurse or in nursing school, you may not know that we graduate, we still have to go to school. The learning never ends. The learning never ends. <laughs> the continuing education is kind of ridiculous, but we still have to go to school to finish like either testing or what are you guys doing right now? This is what we call our transition quarter. So basically, we're taking an exit exam for every topic, every subject okay. that we have to pass in order for them to let us take the NCLEX. That's kind of yeah. crazy. I, I'm sure that that happens. I'm sure it happens like to multiple schools, but I don't know. I don't think they did that with me. Well, before we get started, um, I wanted to tell you that I have every guest come up with a question for the next guest. Right. And at the end, if you really can't come up with one, it's not a big deal. Okay. But um, be thinking about it. But I have one for you. And the whole purpose of this is we don't know who the next guest is going to be in the lineup. So you're the next guest from this question. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. The question for you is, what is something that you are proud of about yourself? Something that I'm proud of about myself. Don't be shy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so hard for me to talk highly about myself sometimes, but I would say my emotional growth. I'm proud of my emotional growth. I used to let things get to me very easily, but maybe it's the trauma that helped now. I just don't let it get to me anymore. I love that. Um, just my growth in general. I think about like where I started, how much failure I had gone through. And if you had told me 10 years ago, like where I'd be today, I would have never, never believed it. And I think the issue was I just didn't believe in myself. Oh, that's good. Once you do though, you start to realize your potential. That is so good. Actually, I for real just got chills. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I'm serious, Lou. I think because that resonates with me too. I'm so, I'm not lying. The goosebumps, I the saw goosebumps the goosebumps are real. They're in the room with us right now. Um, <laughs> no, I think that's like really not to be like cheesy, but like beautiful because I think a lot of young um, adults don't realize their potential. And regardless of how you were brought up, like if it was in a chaotic household or if it was in a normal, quote unquote, normal household, everyone has pain of some sort or rejection of some sort and pain is relative and that like leaves a mark on you for a while and i also remember growing up thinking my 20s are going to be the best years of my life what's funny is they they weren't for me mm -mm. they were not for me i think your 20s are your years of discovery and then at maybe i'm 30 now so but maybe my 30s are going to be better because I've like more discovered myself and have more emotional intelligence like what you're talking about yes. and you feel more like at ease with yourself when you have like self-worth self-respect and like boundaries for yourself which we talked about boundaries and I'm still working on hey to be honest I think everyone's still working on it though like I think that's part of it is that you never stop working on it but that's how you keep growing you know that's true. I love that about you. I love that you're like oh, self-aware enough to know that that's a growth period for you. Mm -hmm. And that also you're still working on it. Like that's like really cool. Thank you. I admire that about you. 
I like I like you a lot. She's gonna make me blush through this whole thing. <laughs> That's funny though that you brought that up because um so Jasmine and I just got back from a God Malad retreat. I'm a little stuffy, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> sorry guys. Um we just got back from a God Malad retreat in Palm Springs and one of the things we did was go to a horse whisperer. Is that what they're like called? There's a, there's a term, but I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce it. Equestrian? Equestrian? Yes. Equestrian. Like Whispering or just therapy? Therapy. Equestrian yeah. therapy. So this, it was called Smoke Tree Stables? Yes. It's in Palm Springs. You guys should check it out. It's really, really, really cool. It was, I was so unsure if we were going to ride the horses, pet the horses, Same. talk to the horses, whisper to them. Like chill with them? What do you mean chill yeah, with what them? what do you mean? <laughs> and because John kept saying we we're going to be whispering with them. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. You're a good horse. I hope it whispers back to me. <laughs> That's not what it was, though. It was really cool because they put these random horses into an arena, kind of let them hash it out. Some of them were really hashing it out, but they all had different personalities and I guess things they were going to going through, but they were setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. And then we all got to go in and kind of connect with each horse. And we all connected with mostly different horses for different reasons, which was funny. And it says like something about each individual too. Exactly. Yeah. Do you remember who you connected with and I think what she said? Same one as yours. It was Alex. Alex. I just like that he was goofy, you I know? Like I like that. Playful. He was. <laughs> like Alex honestly was kind of an asshole. But he was. He was like kind of like to Sydney. He was an asshole to Low-key, he bit Sydney. We were told before that he nibbles. He's a nibbler. So, like, I, we have videos of him, like, nibbling our arms. But she told us, like, you're going to have to set boundaries with him because he doesn't know how to stop. So, you'd have to, like, push his face away, you know, like, gently. And Sydney, he bit her thumb and would not let go. So, she was not a fan of Alex. I do not blame her. I was, like, <laughs> I was, like, watching her, too, from a distance. I was, like, oh, he's really nibbling that thumb. Oh. And then she was, like, he <laughs> trying to take a chomp mm. Mm -mm. okay so you connected with alex i connected yeah. with alex did she do you remember what she said to you though like she said something and honestly i kind of like was overwhelmed with everything happening i don't even remember what she told me okay it's like went over my head a little bit <laughs> so i was like probably like huh <laughs> no clue what yeah. she actually told me but regardless <laughs> it was a really cool experience because oh. everyone connected with someone different and for different reasons so but I feel like with Alex, I don't know, guys, I can't remember the exact thing. Probably should have wrote that down before I started talking about it. Well, like why you had chosen him? Yeah. I think it, I remember you mentioning something about him being playful. And you, yeah. yeah. And I feel like that that goes along with your personality, actually. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. I also think I like, I gravitate towards the horses who, like, in people, too, like, that you're not supposed to like. You know what I mean? Like I want to give them a chance. Like oh, she, like she kind of said, like, you know, he's he's a bit much. I'm like, mm, let's see how much he is. Mm -hmm. Like I get, I like felt for him. I'm like, no, I want someone to like you. You know what I mean? Aww. So like made my heart sad. I was like, no, guys, Alex is really cool. You need to give him a chance. He might have bit Sydney, but he's really cool. He's just misunderstood. He's okay. Mis <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that was really cool. I really love that experience because, like you said, you're that's something that you're proud about yourself and. We just did something that helps us with boundaries and growth, and I thought that was kind of unique. I think it took me the longest to set the boundary with my horse. Yeah, but you still did it. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> eventually, like we all had to go out there and kind of, uh, if the horse was coming up to us, make it go away without touching it, and that was setting a boundary. And mm -hmm. it was interesting because she gave us this behavior that the horse would do, which was, um, you know, they're supposed to, if if they're listening to your boundary, they're going to walk away from you. They're going to look at you. They might lick their lips. What else? I think that was pretty much it. But they mm -hmm. would stay away from you. Yeah. And but they did eventually. And it was just so interesting that like that's the exact behavior that we got from them if they were respecting our boundaries. But then I did feel a little bit. I'm like, no, 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 come here. I want to pet it's you. Okay, come <laughs> back. Come back. It's we're so buddy. No. I thought that was really cool. I'd never done something like that. Me neither. I was I'm not gonna lie, a little skeptical at first. I'm like, wait, what is going on? No, like, what are we doing woo -woo? exactly? But by the end I was like I would do that again. Yeah, I would too. And didn't she say she helps? Um, she has patients come. Patients. Yeah, yeah, they do yeah. come and visit. Like um, the suffer with addiction. Yes. And yeah. 
she said like the animal therapy really helps them and i thought that was so cool but i'm pretty sure somebody asked about like how is that paid for like with insurance and of right. course insurance in america is not the best i noticed like your sweatshirt i love this health is a human right totally agree with that and some people need extra help and sometimes animals are therapy yeah. and like that should be covered by insurance how many more people could she be helping if it was paid for by their insurance it's just like crazy exactly and yeah. it's sad but i'm glad that it's still an option at least for some people i guess but i wish it was for i wish it was on mine <laughs> i wish my own insurance would pay for that that's like legit <laughs> I know. And, you know, they don't teach this stuff like in nursing school. Like, I didn't know this stuff existed. I didn't either. We're just like, you know, meds. Learn the meds. But I had no idea this kind of therapy existed. Right. So that was and really cool. It's kind of cool to see, like, there's different forms of therapy, like, for people. And oh, so yeah. everyone's toolbox is supposed to be different. And, like, that could be a tool for someone if it was readily available and more accessible. But I don't think it is. But I know. I didn't learn about that either in school. Um, okay, that was a good answer. So diversity in nursing is kind of, I've got some bullet points to talk about. If there are okay. any that you're like, just like, give me the look, <clears throat> the we'll, look. we'll go on. Um, but also tell me a little bit about why you chose nursing, if you have a reason. And then um, what your plans are when you pass NCLEX, because you will. <laughs> can't wait <laughs> okay why i chose nursing like this is like the one honestly the, the question that i struggle with answering really and i i want to say i didn't pursue nursing i kind of just like ran into it and then i was like okay well, we're gonna go with this because initially like straight out of high school i didn't know what i wanted to do i was definitely not going to go into healthcare. i was thinking more like art school okay. i was more of an artist back then realized it wasn't for me so i was just taking random classes here and there i came across microbiology and can you believe microbiology was a class that made me think you know what i'm gonna go into nursing are you a science girly i am a science oh my god micro scared the hell out of me <laughs> that's what people say i don't know i was obsessed. i think it's cool though somebody Thank needs you. to like it Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I think that's what it just it was like a spark, you know, yeah. but it wasn't like it wasn't I don't want to say it was like a dream of mine to be a nurse or like it was a calling. It was just like, hey, I'm interested in this. I'm good at it. So I'm going to go for it. I love yeah. that. That's kind of the same for me. I nursing is my plan B. That's kind of like how I call it. I love that. I am. Because not everyone was born with this. Oh, when I grow up, I want to be a nurse. A lot of people choose nursing because nursing is timeless. You can go into it. Like, in your class, do you have anyone, quote unquote, older? Older, I want to say, like, mid-40s. Okay. The oldest, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in my class, we had someone in their 50s. Like, people can go to nursing school at any point yeah. in their life and become a nurse at any point because it is so timeless. And I feel like that's really cool about nursing. It's something I like. But I was the same way. I didn't... I didn't wake up one day and decide to be a nurse. I mean, I did, actually. That's how I became a nurse. <laughs> I didn't wake up dreaming about exactly. being a nurse. Yes. And um, it was honestly more so like, um, oh, what's something that will give me a good schedule? Because I love the 312s. What's something that will give me more days off where I can work on other things and exactly. pursue other things? What's something that will give me financial stability? And, you know, nursing has its problems. I do feel like it's very slowly getting better mm -hmm. maybe because of social media like the traction it's gaining like people are not accepting how it's always been not putting up with it anymore. not putting up with mm -hmm. it and like it's gonna have to change otherwise they will lose way more nurses way more what was have you seen the most recent study i can't remember the exact numbers but it was something like 2020 like 2030 it was 2030 no I don't remember the year, but it's like it was a lot. I remember it was like a million nurse shortage. I'm like, can we afford that? Mm -mm. I don't think so. So like something has to change, or they'll pick robots for our jobs. Oh, they will never be able to do it. That's what I say too. Like, mm -mm. yes, like a cashier, you can make it um, automatic. Auto oh, there's already self checkout. Self checkout. You, know? mm -hmm. you can do that. You can't do that with a nurse. Mm -mm. And like some some people are like, well, they already do it with doctors 
No, not fully. They have some some surgeries that they use like robotic hands and they do like laparoscopic things. Right. But I don't think healthcare would be better with a robotic nurse. I just I don't. agree. Mm-mm. I don't because you got to be personable with people. You have yeah. to be able to like um, be empathy. empathetic. How, yeah. I don't know how a robot could feel empathy. I don't you know? either. AI kind of freaks me out. Oh, mm. maybe they could. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. It is. Like, maybe with that, maybe I don't know enough about technology, but I want to kind of stay on, like, the naive side of they could never. Right. Maybe that <laughs> makes us feel better, but... <laughs> but I really do think that, too. Like, at least in our lifetime, I don't think they could do that. Mm-mm. So it's a very, like, stable job. Yeah. We could, with the nurse shortage we already have, we could definitely get a job at Anywhere. any point. And I yeah. didn't want to, like, struggle trying to find a job. That's, like, one of the reasons I was like, you know, I don't think art is for me because yeah. it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. That's interesting about you that um, you say, like, art because that makes so much more sense with your My nursing notes. Because they're <laughs> yeah. pretty, you guys. You have to check it out. They're so pretty and precise. That makes so much sense about you. Yeah, I so. used a lot of it, like, in my nursing program. I think I think art, in a way, kind of helped me in school, too. Yeah? Can so. you elaborate? Like, how? Okay, this is, like, something I kind of noticed. I don't know if it's just me, if there's anybody else out there who has, like, an art background and notices this now that they're in some kind of science degree or, or nursing. But doing, like, EKGs in class, I would notice patterns and see things differently. Maybe it's because of what I was taught in art school. I'm not sure. Okay. But there were some things that I would try to explain to people, and they were like, I don't see it. How do you see that? I don't see it. And I was like, I don't know how to explain it, but I have a feeling that it played a part in that, like, seeing negative space, um, seeing, like, symmetry, like, just little things like that made a difference. So are you um, better with EKGs? KGs than maybe some other people in your class. Is that, I don't want to say that I'm uh, not better. That's like the wrong word. But maybe like if you were to be tested on it, did you perform well? I did, and okay. I guess I guess I want to say I picked up on it a little bit faster. Okay. So and I use you know my knowledge to try to help other people as well. I'm like Absolutely. okay, if I'm able to see it in this perspective, I'm gonna try to teach somebody else my perspective and see like hopefully it under it makes sense to them more than the way the professor taught it okay if that makes sense no, but yeah does. i feel like my art background did help in that aspect that's really cool yeah. i love that well that's cool because i struggle with ekg so maybe oh. i'll have to go find your notes on that because girl sometimes I'm like is there a p wave is that a no i don't know and there's some things you know that i'm not so good at that everybody else is it really everyone is so different Uh you know their strengths and their weaknesses in school yeah Mm -hmm. and i also think that like that playing on that when you get on your unit you'll find nurses with their strengths and their everyone has a strength and a weakness but that's how we become a team by exactly hey who on the unit's really good at sticking ivs who on the unit knows what this rhythm is uh who on the unit knows what medication goes with this if like lexi compass down or something was down that we can look at like everyone has a strength and a weakness and i feel like if more nurses would just put their ego aside and like just understand that it's okay yeah like i do not know everything i'm the first one on my unit to be like i don't fucking know but i will help you like i'm very helpful on my unit but i'm not i don't know everything and no one does exactly but i feel like accepting that and like admitting that will make you a better nurse because the scariest nurses on the unit i don't know if you're are the overconfident ones yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like nursing school teaches us that but then some people forget or they just maybe that's how they compensate but like the nurses that are scared to ask questions because of looking dumb they're gonna mess up yeah because that's how i was gonna ask you if you are scared of anything as like being a new grad like is there any fear that you have like initially so many things i'm scared of like missing like a little detail um anything really because i'm like there have been some times where luckily you know i'm with a nurse they catch something and i'm like oh my gosh i would not have seen that Mm -hmm. you know but it comes of course it comes with experience but that's what i'm afraid of in the beginning that's fair yeah i feel like every nursing student thinks that way and something i wanted to tell you guys specifically with jasmine here because she's going to be a new grad is that everyone makes mistakes new grads senior nurses people who have been there for 
45 years, everyone does. The ones that can admit that they make mistakes are the ones that are going to succeed. And you're going to save patients' lives by just admitting that you don't know everything and you can ask questions. I have a little story for you. Yes, I'm ready. When I was a new grad, I mean, I make, I still make mistakes to this day. Like the other day, do you know what a operator is? The thing that goes in the trach, yeah. I, I was calling it an arbitrator. It, close enough. You know what? I know what you're talking about. People knew what I meant, but when my husband, when I told him, he's like, he let me finish my story, and he's like, by the way, it, it's obturator, not arbitrator. That's like a person that does something with something. Guys, I was like, how come none of my nurse colleagues told me that? I'm, no, the it's whole not day. just it's not just you. Because one day I'm like, does anyone have the arbitrator? Mm-hmm. Not the, and they didn't say anything. Nope. It's my okay. husband. Luckily, he'll tell me. He'll call me on my shit, but. It's okay. That wasn't my story. So when I was a new grad, um, I wasn't even off orientation yet, but my preceptor, she was amazing. Shout out to Erin. Um, she was doing, she was helping someone else and I was passing meds to my patient. So I went to the Pixis, got all my things out, opened the fridge, got the meds out, went to my patient's room, scanned their bracelet, you know, did all the things. I was in Epic. That was our EMR system. Mm-hmm. And I was scanning meds and a pop-up came up and I was like, I don't understand what this is telling me. You know, it's like a bunch of words and I'm reading it, but I'm not comprehending it. I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm like, cancel. Who cares? Try to scan the med again. It does it. I'm like, oh my God, cancel. Just, I clicked the med in. So afterwards, gave the patient the meds, went and found my preceptor. And I said, hey, the EMR was telling me something. Like he kept popping something up every time I scanned it. And she was like, what? Why didn't you come get me? What did it say? And I was like, I don't remember what it said. Well, I went and read, showed her, because I still had the med that it was doing it on, and mm-hmm. I showed her. She's like, Lindsay, that's because this is the wrong patient. And I was telling you, this is not, this was a patient-specific med <laughs> that you're giving. Luckily, this patient still was taking the same med, but the name, you know, it's on a barcode with someone's name. Mm-hmm. All A lot of patients on this unit took this med, but since it was like, specific to their name it was still a med error you know i gave technically the wrong med to the wrong patient luckily this patient took that same exact med and dose Mm -hmm. but it was a pretty much a test like i bawled started bawling my eyes out like oh i really you know everyone's gonna think i'm a moron like all this stuff and she was like this is a learning experience it is yeah you could have it could have been way worse it could have been the wrong med to the wrong patient but it was the right med just wrong patient hopefully that makes sense mm-hmm. and um ever since then i said if i have a gut feeling or if i have a question or concern i'm going to pause there's nothing worth no patient's life is worth me rushing through something to not look stupid so like that was my like <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna ask the dumb questions. Yeah, you have I don't to put care. that aside. Exactly. That feeling of I'm gonna look dumb. You yes. have to put it aside. You have to. Yeah. And even if there's a nurse on your unit that makes you look dumb, if they're like, "Oh, you didn't learn this in nursing school. Oh, you don't." It doesn't matter. That says mm-hmm. way more about them than you. Yeah. You have to know that. And they're just bitches. Oh, she said it. Oh. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> So, um, do you want to talk a little bit about your background? Sure, yeah. So, I know we talked about this a little bit at the retreat, and I'm also very open about it. Sometimes people are like, you make it your whole personality, but it is a part of me. It's a part of you. (laughs) Screw them. Yeah, so, um, my mom is from Mexico. My dad is from Punjab, India. Okay. And so, yeah, I grew up with two very different, but also very similar cultures, and it makes me who I am today, for sure. I love that. Yeah. Um, do you have anything, like, really specific in your family? Like, for me, I grew up in a very white community. Oklahoma has zero diversity. And, like, once I got out of Oklahoma and I moved to California for three years mm-hmm. to travel, um, I saw so many cultures. And I was like, I've been missing out on a lot. Yeah. Is there anything like specific in your culture that you think is like really unique and other people should know about? I mean, there's a whole bunch of things, but I mean, 
I guess I could say like something I really like is like the month of October, November, we've got Halloween, we've got Dia de los Muertos, yeah. and then we've got Diwali, like all within the same week almost. So okay. it's like a whole week of celebration. Um, but overall, like the culture is very colorful. I feel like the food is amazing. The parties are amazing. So I love that. I, I love that too. That's cool. And you get to experience like multiple, I mean, at least two different cultures because of your um your parents background and whatnot right. has that um affected you like through school were you ever bullied like if you're okay with talking oh my about god that. yes i mean first of all <laughs> being indian and mexican makes me very hairy okay girl <laughs> Everyone's like, I love your hair, so beautiful, so luscious, but you don't understand, I gotta take off my mustache every single day. So... I do relate to the mustache. <laughs> I do be shaving my mustache in the car. So, that was, like, one thing. But besides that, like, now, I think the biggest issue is, like, whenever I'm doing well in school, people are like, oh, that's your Indian side. It's because, like, you're Indian. Um, I remember <sighs> I got a comment on TikTok one time, and it was like, at first I saw this girl and I was like, there's no way she's Hispanic and this studious. But then I saw she's half Indian what? and that explains her brains. <gasps> and I was like, hold up. <laughs> so that there are these stereotypes that, you know, um, Indian kids come out ahead, they become doctors lawyers you know whatever um so and if i do something wrong it's because you're hispanic if i do something right it's because like you're indian i oh, know i don't like that i'm sorry me neither. not because yeah. like i don't know you worked hard or because if you hello quote unquote do something wrong maybe because you're human exactly yeah and honestly like my mom's the one the my mom is the one who is mexican and she's the one who really wanted me to get ahead in school. Like Aww. she was the one who really instilled that into me like as a kid. Yeah. My dad was like, do whatever you want, just Aww. get married like yeah. at the end of the day. But it was thanks to my mom that yeah. I got ahead in school. Like she was very strict. <laughs> yeah. Is your mom, um, when did she move to the US? It was sometime in the 90s. So I was born in 95. I believe she came here like five years before I was born. Okay. Met my dad here. She worked at a gas station and he was like a regular customer. He kept asking her out and she was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Mom said, no, no, sir. And so finally she gave in and um, they were able to communicate because my dad, although he was born and raised in India, he lived in Argentina for a few years before coming to the U.S. So he speaks fluent Spanish. Oh, my God. So, yeah, they both speak Spanish and that's why it was my first language. Oh my God. But, yeah, that's how that's how they met. That's really cute. That probably yeah. means like a lot to her then. Like, you know, um, sometimes like mothers, they want the best, obviously, for their children. So maybe that's like her pushing you like also, you know, being a female that like adds another layer to exactly. like being smart or dumb or whatever. Um, that's really cool. So are you trilingual? Um, so I do speak English, not the best. Um, I speak Spanish and a very, very little Punjabi, which is my dad's language. That's cool. It's hard, like the pronunciation. Really? You, know, you have to really use the back of your throat, okay. and that's what I struggle with. Okay. Yeah. Because in Spanish, I feel like you use the front of your tongue more. Like if you're rolling R, maybe not. I can't roll my R's. <laughs> it sounds like, <laughs> like a fart. <laughs> <laughs> just a little fart. i try though um I, I learned like a little bit of spanish in high school but that was something else that was something else i noticed when i moved from oklahoma to california when i started working in the hospitals everyone is at least bilingual i mean it feels like that wait where most people in california like oh, in california. all the hospitals i've worked at most people are at least bilingual mm -hmm. and i'm like okay we're behind we're behind Gotta in the Midwest. The this is embarrassing. <laughs> like, you know, like I I love trying so hard for Spanish because that's the only language I even attempted to learn. Mm -hmm. So if I get a Spanish patient, I'm like, hola, me llamo Lindy. Oh, Espanol. I'm like, hablo poquito Espanol. That, and that itself means a huge deal to really? them. Yes. That's good. That I, you're trying. Yeah. I always tell them like, 
I'll even get my Google Translate out. And I use like translators at, that's something else we're going to talk about, but I use translators at work too. But like, let's say everyone has, the iPad's not available for the translator. I will use my Google Translate and I'm like, I hope this is like not super proper because then, you know, it comes off like, probably like I'm speaking like a robot to them (laughs) and I really try to pronounce it I'm like Google's not gonna say it for me I'm gonna try to pronounce this but then it's a whole thing but I try I really do but I feel like I'm not gonna be able to learn unless I move somewhere and hear it every single day forced to speak it Yeah. yeah but that really did show me just how behind Oklahoma is it is and it's like it's good to know because I it makes me kind of sad that I'm like, that's just another piece of like healthcare that we can't help back in Oklahoma. Like, it's another layer to people probably feeling a little like left behind as a patient. And I, mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate yeah. not being able to communicate with people. And this is one of my biggest pet peeves. And some nurses will be like, shut, oh, shut the fuck up. Like, who cares? I care really bad. Um, not using a translator with someone who speaks another language drives me nuts biggest pet peeve no i agree it takes two seconds to grab an ipad it takes two seconds to use if you're in a hospital that doesn't have like a service like that you literally pick up the phone and call somebody they literally speak the language for you it's two seconds this whole time i've been translating for my nurses (laughs) no that drives me nuts too because you're not going to get paid anymore for that and medical Spanish is hard. I'm like, I'm not going to know how to say. Like, there's, like, things that, yeah, you, you grew up l- learning Spanish, but maybe you guys didn't talk about hospital equipment. Hemoglobin. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> Hemoglobin, yeah. Hemoglobin. Every time, Hemoglobin. Every time I'm trying to say, like, poke your finger, like, like for your for your blood sugar, like, there's so many things that you could miss by not just using a translator, and it's guys just use the translator at your hospital like yes you're busy everyone is yes it takes an extra five seconds yes you have to stand at the bedside longer it means way more to that patient and like i feel like we're taught that in nursing school like just because someone says nods their heads and, and says yeah doesn't okay. mean yes does not have you seen yes. the indian nod <laughs> like is that yes or no you don't know <laughs> like they don't know what i'm saying right so I should go the extra mile. Like, it's 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 not hard. It drives me flipping nuts. That was, I was going to ask you, are you pulled aside, since you are bilingual, trilingual, to translate? Yeah, so many times. And maybe it's my mistake for saying, like, yes, when they're like, do you speak Spanish? And I just say yes. And they're like, all right, come here. And I'm like, hold up. But yeah, they do pull me in there to translate for patients. Um, I remember one time during my OB clinical rotation, Um, We had some parents that just had a baby and I had to give that baby their vitamin K shot. Mm. And they wanted me to basically explain the whole thing, like, you know, the consent and all that. And I was like, I don't think this is legal. But she wanted me to explain like what vitamin K is for. Like, I know what it is to prevent, you know, bleeding. Babies bleed very easily. So I tried to say that in Spanish. And I told her, es para que se hagan los coagulos. And coagulos are blood clots. So it sounds like I'm coagulos. Yeah. It sounds like I'm telling her, we're going to give your baby blood clots. Yeah. You know, so like that, that situation just like stressed me out. But eventually I was able to explain to her what it was for. And she was like, okay, yeah, yeah, you can give them the vitamin K shot. But you see how it just caused like anxiety for the patient when it's not properly translated. Absolutely. And so, no, and like, I totally get what you're saying. Like you want to be able to, yeah, okay, I'll help. I'll be a teammate, a team worker or teammate i don't mm-hmm. know team player and go help this patient yeah. but like at the end of the day it also gave you anxiety yeah. which adding anxiety to your own shift is like probably not the best because you just never know you know when you're overwhelmed you're not in your right like thinking you're not i'm not anyway like i tell people i tell like any students i get it's funny enough i'm a travel nurse but i've had many students um at these hospitals that i know like very little about like you guys just follow me around we're gonna figure it out together we're gonna figure it out together (laughs) but i always tell them like my when they're like can you give me any piece of advice like what's one thing you're not dumb you're just overwhelmed period yeah like being overwhelmed can totally wipe your memory you can not be thinking like when and that's why i hate 
those nurses that are like, you didn't learn this in nursing school? Maybe. They probably taught it. But whew, at right some point. Head. Yeah. Med search? What the hell was that semester? Literally don't remember it's it. It's too much information. It's too much information. Mm-hmm. So if you don't remember something, it's okay. Yeah. And like treating someone poorly because they feel overwhelmed is stupid. But um, I definitely think, yeah, you guys should use the translators. Please, please don't 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 use your students. Yeah, they want to help, so they'll say yes. But. Yeah, it's just it's not that hard. It's like one of those things, like my my friends that like you know I can really talk to about work. They're like, Lindsay, but you know I'm this or I'm that or I had a lot going on. Like, but everyone does. That nurse that you're pulling aside also has all that going on. Like, just fucking use a translator. Drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. What are things you've learned from nursing that run contrary to public opinion? Like in relation to overall health and well-being? Or is there anything like, is there anything in book world that you're like, does that translate to hospital world? Like, I'm sure you've heard people be like, oh, that's book world. This is real world. Have you heard Mm, that? Yes, I have heard that a lot. Yeah, I've I've noticed this. Actually, it's funny. I've noticed that when I study with my classmates who have healthcare experience and we do a lot of practice questions together, they go based off what they've experienced like at work okay oh like for example someone's like an rt a cna an lvn you know i was a caregiver but i didn't have like actual clinical experience in a hospital but i noticed they always pick the option that goes along with what they've experienced in real life and i go with what like i study i guess and so i noticed that because of that they get questions wrong like for example i think one was like there's a patient um who had an allergic reaction you gave them epinephrine and one hour later they're feeling just fine like what's the nurse going to do next and i think like my other classmates with experience they picked oh you know you can take you can send them home now because that's what we do in the er like they're fine like take them send them home right and i was like i think we want to monitor them a little bit longer Mm -hmm. so just like things like that like you know real world versus book world you just have to really forget about real world stuff for nursing school that's so true i um yeah that happened in mine too we had quite a few respiratory therapists um transitioning over to and paramedics to nursing yeah and yeah they definitely get and and it is confusing i'm sure especially when you're doing something for so long how your hospital wants you to do it but in book world you're passing a test like nursing school does teach you the the fundamentals and the basics i do believe that and i agree with it if you're at a accredited nursing school but it does make it hard like when you're doing the tests we had a lot of people like that too yeah and that that doesn't say anything about like their intelligence these are super like intelligent capable people it's just like you have to learn a completely different method from the book than what it is like in real life which i wish it were different you know Mm -hmm. because like i'm learning all of this stuff in school i'm passing nclex but it's not enough for me to be a good nurse because all of that will be learned on the floor yes i also tell like new grads so you have this sponge that's like soaked with knowledge from school then you're going to put that in your back pocket because you're bringing it with you but you're going to bring a new sponge because you're literally about to learn something brand new and it's it sucks because you feel like i just did all of this and it's not for nothing it's not because you do use that already used sponge but when you come to to the real world you you build new knowledge based on your hospital based on your unit based on the population there's so many different things and like variables that it's not going to be like book world Mm -hmm. and you have to accept it that's you got to like roll with the punches um one of my favorite things is like policy is not law and sometimes there are nurses that get so hooked on the policy what the policy says right if my patient is crashing next door i don't give a fuck what the policy says we're gonna do what we can to save them we'll look at the policy later Mm -hmm. because that policy is probably there to help the hospital not get sued and if you guys are new here i fully believe like hospitals choose profits over patients oh yeah i don't care if they're non-profit that's a lie that's a tax write-off somehow i don't know the ins and outs but i got my tin hat conspiracy theory on like i just don't trust them so that policy i don't believe is always best for the patient and i feel like definitely definitely do what you can with the policy but uh 
I don't know. That's just my take on it. And that's something that I had to learn the hard way. I really did not realize how much like these hospitals cared about profits over their patients. It's something I realized like once I was more than halfway through school, and I was like, it sucks. It it's um it's deflating because I was the same way. You know, I already told you guys like why I got into nursing school, but when I decided to go to nursing school, I was kind of excited, like, okay, not only is this going to help me with my schedule, my financial stability, but I'm helping others. But then you get into the hospital and it's a business. The hospital is a business and it's so sad, at least in America it is. I don't know how it is in other countries, to be honest, but it's, um, and that's not to say that the doctors, the staff there, the nurses, the anyone that works there does not care about you but the people higher up that are making these like l these um not laws these policies and like things that are like working hand in hand with it's a whole thing but um it's not to say that they don't the people working there care about you they do and that's something i try to express to like the general public exactly yeah because they tie us together like they as do. one they do and a lot of times like administration wants to put the blame on us like it's somehow we're the scapegoats fault. honestly yeah yeah they're like well you're a hero but you're no oh, nursing hero but like what first of all it's a whole nother topic i don't call me that oh my god don't i don't want to wear superheroes work here or whatever the fuck is this no, the posters that's Gosh. like another way to just not pay us by the way but that's my that's my hot take um yeah i think that's hard though for nursing students and like new grads coming in that that's definitely like hard to shake off the book world you know yeah um what do you what unit are you looking forward to have you applied anywhere no i oh. haven't but um i do have a few connections luckily but i really want to get into an icu residency oh. program oh yes no wonder i like ICU. you I mean, I see a girly like you. Yes. I love that. Yeah. That's exciting. Did your school tell you start in med search? You know what? Okay. Only one instructor told me this, but I just don't listen anymore. Yeah, don't. <laughs> but yeah, I was just one who said, you know, you need to start off in med search to get your experience before you go into ICU. But um, overall, I feel like, I mean, I've had one professor who's supportive about me going into the ICU. The rest of them, I just don't tell them. Yeah. <laughs> because I know how most of them feel about it. But yeah, they. I feel like in the back of their minds, they prefer that we start off in med surge or mm -hmm. non-specialty. Um, but no, like I'm just drawn to it. I refuse to go anywhere else. <laughs> that was, that's so funny. That was exactly my mindset starting out. I know that I all of my classmates were like well we have to i said says who our instructor who, who does she make the damn rules and like, i believed it at first i thought I we too. were all going to be med surge nurses first and then you know go on to another unit i did too i think i had like a benefit since my husband was a year ahead of me so he had started you know job hunting a year ahead of me he got straight into the icu and it like light bulb moment for me i was like we can yeah that's possible why I are they telling either. us we can't guys you can it does depend on your hospital on the unit if they accept new grads but if they do accept new grads and that's where you want to start you can start there yeah and people are like well it's going to be harder it might be for some personalities but med surge is hard med surge is also a specialty and the difference with specialties is like your time management skills right so if you go to med surge first it's totally fine you're going to be fine if you want to switch specialties you're going to figure it out but if you go there first and you learn all the things one way, then you go to a new specialty, let's say ICU, we gotta break you down and start you over because your habits are just different for a different population. So starting where you want, in my opinion, and not everyone agrees with this and that's fine, starting where you want is where is what you should do, I think. So I think that's cool you're gonna start ICU. Yeah. Are you thinking like any ICU, like whatever ICU will take you? I think so. Okay. Right now, yeah. I just want to, you know, get my foot in the door, get some experience, and then maybe eventually I'll see, like, if I want to go into a specific ICU unit, but yeah, we'll I see. I love that. That's yeah. so exciting. Well, if you have any questions, I'm here for you. I'm so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you got, like, people in your corner. Like, I think this God Malad retreat that we did was the best group of people I have ever done, and I'm, I've not done brand trips like that before but being around other like 
quote unquote influencers, which I hate that word, but me too. Like creators, it, it, like creators, creators. Yeah, yeah, like creators being around other creators. Like you never know what you're going to be around. Those people were so great. Yeah, and you feel understood. You do, you know. And like all of us, like making TikToks. Like I don't have to apologize, right? I hate forcing people to make TikToks. So I'm like, you know, I'm just not gonna ask you. <laughs> yeah, like my best friends that like don't do social media. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm like, sorry, can you, can we redo this? Sorry for the fifth time, can we redo this? But like with you guys, I'm like, okay, we're redoing it because you guys know. Yeah, and I think of that like as an art too. Like it seeing is. how much dedication goes into it, the camera angles, um, the dialogue, the everything. Yeah, like it's all a production. Yeah, and it really that's a good way to put it it is a form of art like it's entertainment it is it's harder than it looks is it harder than nursing no no like people that are like social Don't media start harder than nursing i'm like girl guy <laughs> they them no it's try not being an influencer try, oh yeah try it for try one day it try try getting paid all this money to record a video in it no guys i don't i don't believe that but it is it's still hard work but it's different work yeah what are got a few more questions here and then we're gonna wrap it up okay um let's see when did you start nursing school is this a two-year or four-year program Ooh, okay so i'm in a four-year program but i initially started in community college i actually started my nursing school journey in 2015 that's when i took microbiology and that's when i decided okay i'm gonna go look into this like what else do i have to take anatomy physiology some schools required calculus chemistry so i took all of those too you took calculus girl yes my girl is a smart girly i did not if the school said calculus i was like no i'll scratch that one off my list it was a reach i'm not gonna lie it was like it's, it's a very competitive school but i was like you know what i'm gonna take calculus and just try it obviously i did not get into that school oh, so that's I okay i don't want to say i took calculus for nothing because i did learn a lot and it was pretty interesting but yeah, I think my prerequisites took me the longest time to complete because all of these schools require different things. And here in California, it's very competitive yeah, to I get into a that. nursing program. So I tried getting into the nursing program at that community college and got rejected like two, three times. So I thought, you know what, I need to change. I need to change something. Um, and, and an advisor saw my grades and she was like, why don't you try going for, you know, BSN programs? Sometimes I'm like, should I have listened to her? I don't know. You're done now. Yeah, that's like, true. You know? But so I decided, okay, I'm gonna go into BSN. Uh, I'm gonna apply to a BSN program, but that required more requirements. Oh, like of course. for especially for Cal States um, and UCs, they require so many more classes. So then I feel like I ended up spending a couple more years taking those classes okay. until I was finally done with everything in 2018. But I just could not get into any of these schools. I had a 4.0 prereq GPA. I could not get in anywhere. That's that's really interesting because I feel like people harp on the the GPA so much. Right. You yeah. Had a perfect GPA. Yeah, and they do look at that, but I think they were also looking at other things like, what's your, ex- your do you have any experience? That's what I was missing. A- so, experience like where? Yeah, like any healthcare experience. So that's when I decided to go to a CNA program. And, you know, finished that. I became a caregiver, worked for two years. And it wasn't until after that that I finally got into a program. <laughs> oh, my God. That's way different than my. Now, I got rejected. I got rejected. And I thought I was like, oh, what am I going to do with my life? I'm a failure. <laughs> I, I literally cried, girl. Oh I was crying. God. I bawled my eyes out. My husband got the reason he's a year ahead of me is because his. I think I've said this before. So sorry if you guys have heard this. Yeah. Literally, we both got our letters the same day he got the big you know acceptance package letter mine was this little square envelope and i i started bawling the moment he pulled it out he's like it's okay it's okay you don't have to open it you don't have to open it and then later he's like open it (laughs) because we he was like we have to be sure that's what it says maybe it's like they missed some of your some of your paperwork or something opened it you know denied i thought i was a failure I was not, guys. By the mm-hmm. way, the, the reason I'm bringing it up is because, like, we both had to try multiple times to get into nursing school. Just because you get a rejection letter doesn't mean anything about you. No. These schools have some weird-ass requirements. Like, I didn't know that California required you to have or could require you to have experience already. 
Yeah, some of, I mean they don't require it, but they give you more points well, for that, points. right? Yeah, it's like yes. the system, and it's like, aren't people trying to get into healthcare to gain experience? Exactly, it's, it's funny. But um, no, that's that's interesting. Like, um, I'm glad you finally got in, and honestly, BSN is great. Like, do you want to go further, or do you know yet? Oh, I don't know. I'm like, what if once I start working, I'm like, you know what, this is it. I don't think I can handle any more school. But I mean, I would like to. Yeah. But we'll see, because it was hard enough already. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was the same way. No, right away when I hear everyone else talking like about, oh, I want to go to MP school. I'm going to go to CRNA school. I'm going to go bridge over to PA or something. I was like, oh, yeah, me too, me too, me too. And then the, when I got into it, I was like, no, the fuck no. No, I don't want to do none of that shit. Which is totally okay if you're doing that. Yeah. But I'm like content with where I'm at. So yeah, I feel like matters. I love bedside nursing. It's hard. It's hard work. It's a lot. It's taxing on your body, mind, soul. <laughs> but it is fulfilling. I can't think of another job. Every time I complain about it, I'm like, well, what would you rather do? Mm, not a nine to five. Exactly. So well, here I am. I'm going back. You know, like I just, I don't know. There's not much, there's not much I would change about where I'm at in nursing. So I don't want to go. But if you do, that's really great. Only reason I'm asking is I'm like, you're a science girly. You seem to like to learn. Then you like to teach too. I do like to teach, yeah. So it's interesting. Like, who knows where, where you'll go? And I've been asked if I'm going to be a professor or something like that. Because I, I did tutor at my school. Um, I feel like at some point I was like teaching all the students really? and like because the professors couldn't do it. Yeah, some um, of them don't have that magic touch. Yeah, but professor, I don't know. I feel bad giving students grades, so I don't think I would do that. I just want them to learn without that pressure yeah. of having to make a certain grade. So that's kind of where like my social media came in because I'm yeah. like, I can, I can teach people for free. Yeah. And, you know, they don't have to worry about that pressure. They can just learn and see that's that it really can cool. be fun. You know, I love that. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to wrap it up. Have you thought of a question for the oh next guest? Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot. That's okay. I guess I'll go with who inspires you and why? Oh, that's a good one. Unless that's been a question already. Nope, it okay. hasn't. And even if it has, it doesn't really matter. But it hasn't. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Because it's like a nice icebreaker just to yeah. start talking. I like knowing what like sparks people to do what they do. Like, yeah. Yeah, the reason why. So, can I ask you what yours is? Who While inspires you're here? me? Yeah, who inspires you? I know, right? Sorry, I put you back who on the spot. Inspires me. I feel like maybe that's a hard question because it's like a lot of people inspire me, yeah. and it kind of just like comes together into like this one big inspiration that you know makes me want to be who I am today. That's why you're artistic. Mm -hmm. I think. Isn't that the so, left side of your brain? Oh, that part I don't know. I think it's the left side. But ASMR. Okay, Jasmine, where can people find you on social media? I am jpg.nursing on Instagram and jasmine.jpg on TikTok. Her links will be in the description. Thank you so much Thank for you. doing this with me. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I've never done this before, but it was fun. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. Um, yeah, guys, go give Jasmine a follow. She's amazing. Her notes are beautiful. And you guys will love so much more about her. You'll learn so much more about her on her channels. And thanks, guys, for stopping by. One last thing. If you guys want to hear more from me and Jasmine, I have a few funny stories, interesting, maybe spooky tales to tell her in my juicy bits over on my Patreon. So... If you want to listen, head on over to Patreon for the juicy bits. Bye. <laughs>